This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Go. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Final show of the season, Napoli champions. As we know, I hope you've cashed that ticket at plus 1,700 if you managed to find them. Lazio into Milan grabbing Champions League spots at plus 450. Daniele tipped up Lazio, really good price at the start of the season. Minus 715 for Inter and minus 400 for Milan. So very, very short. Aussie men, plus 1,500 for top goal scorer. And unless Lautaro goes mad at the weekend, I think you can probably cash that one. Samp and Cremonese relegated. Plus 300 Samp at the start of the season. Minus 285 Cremonese. We expected that. They're going to be joined by one of Spezia or Verona. It might go to a playoff. We'll get Daniele's thoughts on that shortly. Um, Daniele, it's been a real fascinating season for Serie A betters and, and Napoli winning the title. And we've touched on it previously. And you mentioned sort of throughout the autumn that this could be their season. The World Cup break probably helped them because they'd always started really strongly in previous campaigns, but then had that big dip in December and January and eventually faded away. But not this time around they started amazingly well and they rack up the points uh, very very early because they found the right system to play and the way to blend in the new signings cream kim and cravascelia above all and that's credit of course uh, to spalletti yes i think the mid-season break uh, helped them they regrouped some of their players the key players lobotka osiman cravascelia didn't go to the world cup that helped them keeping the momentum up until march mid-March they were unstoppable then of course uh, there's been a little bit of a dip in form but it doesn't really matter they might finish the season on 19 points which is a lot of points of course uh, now the curtain goes down and of course it's going to be the end of the Spalletti era at Napoli only two years and which is a shame which I think his legacy is going to continue but of course uh, you know they've been the best uh, the best side above all and they probably worthy winner of the third title no doubt about that. Match day 38 coming up. Weekend slate, 10 games, all live on the Bet Rivers app, Friday through until Sunday. Danielle's got seven picks and a two game parley. We're covering nine of the 10 games for you this weekend. So strap yourself in. We're going to rattle through Danielle's picks over the course of the three days of action. Friday night, first of all, 8 30 local, 2 30 Eastern. Sassuolo against Fiorentina, we're going to start with here. Very tight in the betting. Sassuolo plus 145 are the favourites. Fiorentina plus 165 the draw. 
plus 295. I thought Sassuolo were a little bit unlucky against Sampdoria last Friday night. Yeah. They had the chances to win the game. Can't really argue with Laviola bouncing back from that copper defeat to get the better of Roma last time out. How are we tackling the Friday night fixture, Daniele? It is basically a meaningless game. However, Fiorentina with a win could finish eighth if Torino doesn't win. Now, eighth in Serie A at the moment doesn't guarantee you a spot in Europe, but it could come mid-June because the UEFA might sanction Juventus and exclude them from the competition for one season, which is very likely, or two seasons, which is a little bit unlikely. Juventus will be happy just to skip a season in the Conference League and rest on a Thursday. On the other hand, Fiorentina, if they don't win the Conference League final, then they need to finish eighth to play in Europe next season. There is a little bit of riding on it. Of course, uh, they play in Prague in midweek, in Wednesday against West Ham, in a historic occasion. So they're going to rotate, but they did rotate also against Roma, uh, to be fair, and they were the better side. They finished the, the second half uh, really, really uh, strongly. Now, Sassuolo, on the other hand, no wins in five, conceded 11, scored six in the last five games. In the last five games, only they will be second from bottom. So, really, they have uh, they switched off. I think, although individually, some Sassuolo players have had good seasons, Berardi, Loriente, uh, Fratesi, and they might move into a bigger clubs. Overall, Sassuolo seasons a little bit so-so, because, I mean, they are saved so early and then they play for nothing and they didn't even finish on a high. I think uh, they are not going to lose this one. Uh, they got a very important game to go uh, to play on Wednesday. And it's not a great preparation to go to Sassuolo and get trashed on a Friday. Um, I think they're going to get a point at least, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go for X2 here and both teams to score. That plays plus under than 12. Bearing in mind that 54% of both Sassuolo and Fiorentina games this season in Serie A have been both teams to score. Good stats. X2 and both teams to score, yes, at plus 112. Torino Inter next. This is Saturday, 6.30, local 12.30 Eastern. And again, the market's interesting. A lot factored into the prices here. Torino are the favourites, plus 150. We wouldn't say that normally maybe against Inter, but obviously Inter have got the Champions League final to look forward to. And in fairness to Torino, Daniele, they are second in terms of points won in the six-match form table. They are playing well. Yeah, they are playing well. I'm beaten in five. And if you look at their away table this season, they will be third. So they've been able to rack up so many points away from home because I think they are more set up to play solid and on the counter with a 3-5-2 uh, formation. At home, they struggled sometimes against teams that defended deep. But, you know, for them uh, finishing the season very strongly on a high, it's, it's really important because, again, they could finish eighth and qualify for the Conference League. They need to match Fiorentina results, so obviously playing the day after is an advantage, and obviously if they draw, they need to hope that Monza does not win in Bergamo on Sunday, but if they win this one, of course, they're home and dry, and they probably play the Conference League, because Juventus is going to be excluded from the Cup competition. Look, I think Torino are playing some good stuff this season. They improve the way they play, collectively, and if you look at the numbers, it's interesting, because they score less goals than last season, four goals less than last season, unless they score five against Inter, then they match the tally, but the strikers... Altogether, they contributed to more goal and assists than last season. So last season, goals and assists of the strikers, including Belotti, 27. This season, 34. Obviously, Sanabria contributed with 12 goals, but there are also goals and assists from Caramo, Miranchuk, uh, Vlasic, Pellegrini. So collectively, they've been 
better, I would say. They found in more source of so goal for a team that still counts between the low-scoring team, if you like. Maybe with a little bit more of luck, they would have, uh, you know, a bit more goals there. Inter, on the other hand, physically, they are very well. They are, they're in top form and they picked at the right time. As we said, around mid-April, they really started getting much, much better. Against Atalanta, blistering start, two goals in, in the first three minutes. And then in the second half, they didn't suffer anything. And they managed to get a very important win to put themselves in the perfect situation to face Man City on the 10th of June. Man City plays Manchester United in the FA Cup final. Inter goes to Torino with nothing to play for. If they lose, that will be the 13th defeat of the season. It will go down very badly statistically, but it does not count really. Only one defeat, by the way, in the last 12 games for Inter. They're going to rotate, not massively, because I don't think it bodes well to lose 4-0 seven days before you go into a Champions League final. They're going to make some rotation, but they're not going to play with the youth team. So probably you have to look at five substitution within 50 minutes, maybe, without the first 60 minutes. But I think, yeah, Lautaro, Lukaku. Lautaro, by the way, got married during the week. Uh, Lukaku, Zeko, Zimarco. They, they're going to play. They're going to play some minutes. And it's a good test to play against Torino, I think. Whether they're going to win, I don't think so. Torino or Thai... And over 1.5 goals, because both sides have been scoring goals recently. Inter, the second best attack of Serie A, by the way. Torino or Thai, and over 1.5 goals, minus 122. That's the selection for the Torino Inter game on Saturday. Early evening local, later local, 9pm, 3pm Eastern. Empoli against Lazio. Empoli plus 270 here. Big price. Lazio minus 103. Had a wonderful season, as we know, and as Daniele suggested, they would. The draw at plus 280. Uh, over is minus 155. Under is minus 112. That's over and under two and a half goals. And what you will see with the over and unders for the final game of the season in Italy and indeed across all of the leagues, if you've been across it, is overs is always shorter. A lot is factored into. There's not too much to play for for an awful lot of teams. You could level that at this particular fixture. But Empoli... In terms of their form, very similar to Torino. They're joint second when it comes to points one in the six-match form table. Uh, Lazio have won their last two, Daniele, but only just. How are we tackling this one? I think Lazio have been uh, extraordinary this season. They are probably the unsung heroes because they would have finished in the, in the Champions League even with Juventus not being deducted 10 points. And we have to say, Lazio don't have the fourth best squad in Italy. They got a strong 11, a good system, a team that's getting to know Sarri more and more. The two best centre-backs, Italian centre-backs, Casale and Romagnoli, who play for Lazio, but they're not being called up by Mancini for the national team. That's a bit of a mystery. But, you know, they, they've been really, really good this season. And the second half of the season have been strong since they get kicked out of Europe, really. That's the only but negative things, but they've been very good in uh, Serie A. Um, they will know whether they need a win to secure the second spot. If Inter doesn't win, Lazio don't need to win to be second. No, finish second, although miles away from Napoli. It's still a very, very uh, good thing to put on your CV as a manager and as a player. Only two clean sheets for Lazio in the last seven. This used to be the best defense in Serie A for large, large spells. Yes, they have slowed down. They scraped it against, uh, against Cremonese. I think uh, the fact that they knew they were already qualified for the Champions League 
didn't help them. Empoli, on the other hand, they need to be praised because in the last five games, they will be second in the table behind Inter. As you mentioned, they've been really good. They finished the season strongly. Unlike last season, when the, at the end, they almost stumbled over the line. And I had my reservation about Empoli at the beginning of the season because I thought this is a young squad. They didn't buy players with a lot of experience. They got the manager, Paolo Zanetti, who last season got relegated with Venezia. I thought, hmm. It's going to be difficult. Last season, they finished very badly. And actually, this group of players matured during the season and they deserve to be in Serie A for another year. And also, against Verona last um, Sunday, they were one nil down, nothing to play for. Verona were fighting for their life. Empoli kept attacking and attacking and managed to equalize with Stojanovic. They had to be praised because 15... 20 years ago, this would have been a foregone conclusion. One nil for the struggling team, and off you go. But it shows a change in mentality these days. There is more scrutiny as well as what players do on the pitch and how they behave. They can just not afford to let the game go and just give the three points. And Empoli are a good example of the way they should be playing. I think it is a surprise here, to be fair. I don't think Lazio are going to win this one. They've been slightly lucky in the last two weeks. I'm going to go for 1x, double chance. Either win or draw for Empoli. Pays well, minus 115. Yeah, we're opposing Lazio in the game on Saturday night. Moving on to Sunday, 6.30, the earlier kickoff local, 12.30 Eastern. Napoli against Samp, minus 4.35 Napoli. Shortest price on the weekend at Slate. Samp are plus 5.75. We know that they'll be playing in the second tier next season, or even worse if Financial things get the, yes. the 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 wrong of them, so to speak, over the course of the summer. We won't go into that. The draw at uh, uh, sorry, uh, the Samp at plus eleven fifty. The draw at plus five seven five. Uh, look, this is um, as you mentioned already, Spalletti's last game in charge in Napoli. Surely going to want to go out with some sort of bang here, um, uh, Daniele. Because it's the day also they're going to be handed the trophy of the Serie A champions. So it's going to be another party. At the end, Napoli have been parting for the last. By weeks, only eight points collected in the last five games, in fact, for Napoli since they crossed the line as champion. Last game for Spalletti, as I said, he said, probably last game for Kim Min Jae, who will probably move into Premier League. And who knows, maybe the last game for Osimen, which, uh, you know, they, we always thought is not going to be up for sale, but a big offer comes. And, you know, with a new manager, they're talking about providentially Luis Enrique, a new sporting director as Juntoli might move to Juventus. Things change, and uh, there is only one man who takes the decision in Napoli, and it's Aurelio De Laurentiis. So if he's his fit, he probably it is sad because that you know that means Serie A cannot keep hold of their their stars. But Napoli are gonna finish on a high. This is gonna be a big celebration for an amazing season. And Sampdoria, maybe the light at the end of the tunnel in the shape of Andrea Radirizzani, the Leeds United owner, who seemed very close to buy them. And maybe they're going to do what Genoa did. Went down, got a new owner and got promoted back up. Good luck to them because obviously we do need a two Genova teams in Serie A uh, because of what they represent, really. So it's sad to see Sampdoria go down. I think this is going to be a goal fest on Napoli's side. They play against Sampdoria, the worst defense in Serie A. I know recently Napoli not been great, but it's you know the last game of the season. I think they're going to score over 2.5 goals, so at least three goals. And I think Ossiman, the top goal scorer in Serie A, is going to score at least one. Combine the two things and you get plus 108. Napoli to score over 2.5 goals. Ossiman to score in Napoli-Sampdoria. Milan Verona next. This is 9 p.m. local, 3 p.m. Eastern, as indeed the final games that we're going to take a look at 
uh, are Milan have won their last two, including against Juve last week. Yeah. Verona, of course, need to match Spezia's result to force that relegation playoff or do better to make sure that they stay up. Milan are favourites at minus 112, Verona plus 325, the draw plus 265. What's the selection here, Daniele? I think uh, Milan, again, similar to what it goes with Napoli. This is a game that's going to be a celebration, a party, but also is a game they cannot afford to lose and just let go because there is relegation at stake. And, uh, I mean, football has changed. I remember 1994, Milan were about to win the Champions League against Barcelona. Last game of the season, they played the Reggiana home, who needed to win to avoid the drop. They lost that game 1-0 at San Siro. That was the unbeatable Milan of Fabio Capello. And Piacenza got relegated. They received a lot of criticism back then. But then it, it was all went under the carpet a little bit. Well, OK, Milan were no focus. But that was the football of 20 years ago. It has changed now. Players are under the microscope much, much more. Milan cannot just give the points to, to Verona and hope that then Roma does the business or Spezia do the business. They're going to go here and try... To win it, of course, motivations are higher for Verona, but this is an away game for Verona, a team that away has struggled. And Milan showed that they can win when it matters, and this time it does matter. If anything, symbolically, to try to finish on the top four, even without the points being deducted for Juventus. So if they win and Juventus doesn't win, they can still say, well, but we finished fourth anyway. So it wasn't such a bad season because, you know, those things add to the narrative. Uh, look, they are already planning for next season. Milan, they need to strengthen the team. They're probably going to sign Kamada, Openda and a couple more players. Verona, on the other hand, only scored three in the last five. They got the worst attack of Serie A. Uh, are they going to keep a clean sheet in Milan like Reggiana did 20 years ago? I really don't think so. Milan to score over 1.5 goals, plus 105. Roma Spezia next. Uh, obviously, Roma off the back of the Europa League we'll final. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see, see what happens, happens see in what happens. that one. Um, they are favourites at plus 107 here. Spezia... Uh, plus 275, the draw, plus 250. Again, 9 p.m. local Sunday, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And, and judging by your selection here, Daniele, it's almost like the same thinking here that you've got with a Milan-Verona game when it comes to the Roma-Spezia classic because we know that Spezia need the points to, to potentially stay up. I think the fact that Spezia and Verona know that they can both lose and play on the playoff is a boost for them. They don't have to be too concerned uh, with the result, as soon as the first game, as soon as Roma or Milan scored the first goal, they can take almost the, the other team can almost take the mind off. Obviously, they got a big chance at draw. If Verona loses and Spezia draws, they, they are saved. But I think they're going to go down to the playoff. Look, both teams, Spezia and Verona, in terms of attacking numbers, worst attack of Serie A, they've been poor. I think it's fair that they go to the playoff. You can really not separate them. I think Verona's got a bit more experience and perhaps more goal scorers there. But uh, Spezia, on the other hand, they changed the manager midway through the season. So they showed, also Verona did it, but they showed Sancora is playing a little bit more of attacking football. No goals in the last three games, in, in three of the last five games for Spezia, who only won against Inter and Milan, which are the most difficult fixtures to win. And then away from home, Spezia this season only beat Verona and Torino in lucky circumstances. Roma, let's see what happens. If they win the Conference League final... It's going to be a massive part. I mean, from now until Sunday. And I think the enthusiasm is going to carry them over and make sure they win this one as well. Will they not win the game? Again, I think this is going to be another full house, another celebration. 
they're gonna go out with um, with the cheers anyway. Maybe it's the last game for Mourinho at Roma. Um, I think either way is gonna be a celebration. Mourinho has made more Roma more competitive, but if you look at the points tally, they need a win to finish with the same points tally in Serie A as last season. And I know these kind of things for Jose Mourinho count. Because at the end, he will be able to say, look, I finished with the same points tally and maybe deliver two slash one trophy. We'll see. Um, and also, a win defends the, the sixth place. If Juventus win and Roma doesn't win, they finish seventh. So, you know, there is also a bit of, a bit of narrative there. Roma win, for me, is the pick plus 107. It's as if, just going back to the relegation battle, that um, it's it's destined to go to a playoff, isn't it? Because it's interesting that it does go for a playoff. It doesn't go head-to-head or goal difference. It they does changed go the rule. Playoff. They yeah. changed the rule recently. And it's like, it's like they want this game to happen. If if it does happen, who do you think might um, might go down? In the history of Serie A, we haven't had many relegation playoffs. We had a few in mid-90s, uh, but then they changed the rule. Look, I think if it goes down to the last game, I do fancy Verona because of their experience. And I think they got goal scorers in them. However, it is, a, it is the kind of game that's going to be very, very tight. I think these two teams have struggled lately. It's a one-off game. It is a one-off game. It is a one-off game in a neutral venue. So you could imagine... Normally, they select a city in between. So Spezia is in Liguria on the west. Verona is on the east. Probably in Florence or Bologna. They normally... They select that kind, that kind of venue. And actually, there was a playoff relegation in '95 in Florence between Genoa and Padova. But it is it, unlikely. It hasn't happened many times. I think Verona could edge it. But it's... I mean, none of these two teams have finished on a high. You know? Not that they haven't recovered point at the end. They haven't done what Salernitana has done last season to get saved. They've always been 14, 15, 16. So really... That's been their season, and I think he's right that they go to to they, they go to to a playoff. I do slightly fancy Verona to uh, to be saved in a tight game. Yeah, be interesting as regards the fixture featuring Spezia. We like Roma to win at plus one hundred seven. Uh, final match: Prevo Udinese against Juventus. Udinese here plus three twenty. Big price. Juve minus one one two here. Juve. The worst they can finish the seventh, but it might not be meaningful to them because we think that UEFA are not going to let them play in European competition next season. And it does seem that their heart isn't in the campaign anymore. I mean, you can't really blame the players for that, Daniele. How do you see this one? Well, the, the only Juvent- happy Juventus person this uh, week is the lawyer who managed to, <laughs> to secure an amazing, amazing deal with the Italian sporting justice. Juventus have been fined 650,000 pounds for uh, the wage issue and the financial mishandlings and probably issues that linked, of course, with the financial fair play. And they could have risked much, much more. Of course, that takes into account they've already been deducted 10 points for the, um, for the artificial gains. So overall, it seems like a right punishment, but it's been a bit of a mockery, really. They have not been convicted heavily for probably what was the biggest crime. So basically, what Juventus lawyer, who's been more effective than Vlaovic, to be fair, this season, I must say, managed to deliver, is that they compromised a season that was already bad. And by finishing seventh, they know UEFA are going to punish them and to 
uh, ask them not to, and obviously force them not to play in Europe for one season, but they don't mind. Who wants to go and play the Conference League on a Thursday where, of course, you are Juventus and you can challenge for the title? They would rather prefer to just skip this season and then be ready for next season when the new format of the Champions League kicks on. There are 10 games in the group games and that's what the real money are. Of course, Juventus not playing the Champions League is going to be a financial loss for them. They're going to finish with a minus 230 millions of uh, of losses. So it's been disaster. Then there is a big overhaul in the summer, but it's easier to do it if you're not playing in Europe. They lost 17 games so far this season, Juventus. Uh, it's been shambolic. And the saddest things of all is that they don't have a style of play. You, you watch them after two years of Allegri, you struggle to know how they play, what's the system? You know who the good players are, you know how the goals might come, but there is no there is there is no pattern of play. Um and yes, and they switched off after that defeat in Sevilla. Udinese, on the other hand, good first good first half of the season, very poor second half of the season, collecting 10 points from the first round of fixture to into the second round of fixture, only one win in the last seven. But I think uh, Juventus are so bad at the moment and so switched off, really, that I'm really going to win this one. And I'm going to go for an Asian handicap plus 0, plus 0. 0.25 for Udinese, which plays under, plus 120. So with a draw, you win half a stake of a very high return, I would say. If Udinese wins, you win plus 120. You more than double your stake. Good price about Udinese on the Asian handicap with that quarter ball start. And finally, a little parlay, a double uh, it, uh, we might say in England, Atalanta, Monza, Lecce, Bologna are the two games that feature Danielli. Talk us through the tips and the price. See, these are game, pretty much meaningless game. Or go Monza and Bologna have got a little bit of hope to finish in the top eight, but you know the results have to go their way. Atalanta, Monza over two point five goals because this could be done and dusted because obviously if Torino wins, Fiorentina wins, there's nothing to play for. Atalanta needs a win to confirm the Europa League situation, qualification, but okay, obviously there is the caveat of Juventus. Uh, Atalanta conceded in the last 12 games, consecutive games, uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of goals here. Over 2.5 goals here, Atalanta-Monza. Lecce-Bologna, on the other hand, I'm going to go for an X2, so a, a tie or a win for Bologna. Uh, Bologna, uh, they can still dream of finishing eighth, I don't think they will, but it's been a very good season, especially at home, uh, beat Inter through against Milan, Juventus, Lazio, Napoli, only two defeats in the last 12, and Lecce saved in incredible fashion on Sunday at uh, Monza, which also ruined Araka because Gipkier missed the penalty in the 84 minutes, then conceded a penalty in the 111 minutes which Colombo scored. Lecce saved, we would have won a good ticket there, but Lecce this is an amazing stat. It's the only team in the five major European leagues never to concede more than two goals per game. So when they lost, they only lost 2-0, 2-1. Even the mighty Man City, Bayern Munich, this season conceded more than two goals what per game. What a stat. Le- that is stat of the weekend. I Lecce love that. Lecce did it. Lecce did it. And it's amazing. You know how many goals they scored? 31 goals. Now, with 31 goals, I look back at the previous two seasons in Serie A. You would have had the worst attack of Serie A. You would have gone down mathematically. But because they've been so good, so lucky sometimes, not to concede <laughs> more than two goals per game, they managed to through. Like, you, you look at the game against Lazio a couple of weeks ago. 2-2 against Lazio. You know, that's a perfect example of a Lecce success. You know, congratulations to Lecce, a team built on defense, on organization. Are they going to win this one? I don't think so. I think it probably is going to be a draw. X2. Anyway, parlay, 
plus 134, Atalanta Mons over 2.5 goals, Lecce Bologna, X2. Other selections, just to recap, we like Udinese on the Asian handicap, a quarter ball star at plus 120 in their game against Juventus. We like Roma to beat Spezia at plus 107. We like Milan to score over one and a half goals at plus 105. They face Verona. Uh, for the Napoli Samp game, it's Napoli to score over two and a half goals and Ossie Men to score at plus 108. Empoli Lazio, it's either an Empoli win or a draw at minus 115. In the Torino Inter, Torino Inter game, it's Torino all the time over one and a half goals, minus 122. And Sassuolo Fiorentina on Friday night, we are going for X2. So Fiorentina all the time, both teams to score. Uh, plus one, one, two. Those are the selections. Uh, Daniele, uh, final uh, few thoughts on the season. What are we looking out for over the summer? You've touched on Juventus. We touched on Spalletti and, and Napoli players leaving Inter. Have they got to sort their squad out as well? What should we be looking out for? Which teams are going to be making the headlines over the summer months, do you think? I would expect another summer of uh, transfer with uh, free agents. I think that's the state of Italian uh, football. Milan have already started with the signing of Kamada from Inter Frankfurt, of course, a free agent. I think it's going to be another of those uh, summer. Inter, of course, with the qualification to the Champions League, they got a financial boost. And obviously, well, should they win the Champions League even more financially viable? But, uh, you know, uh, don't be surprised if any, if some of the big players in Serie A and if you're looking at the likes of Barella, Osimen, uh, Vlaovic are leaving this summer. Italian teams are uh, desperate for cash, uh, for money. But again, it's been an amazing season in Europe. Three finalists, one tonight, Roma. Uh, Fiorentina in Prague and of course the big one Inter against uh, Manchester City plus Italy playing in the Nations League finals so you know uh, sometimes uh, from uh, from the from the emergencies from the bad things uh, good things uh, come you never know you're going to be heading back to Italy, I know, to enjoy the Champions League. Yes. Well, to, 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 to enjoy is a bit, is a bit <laughs> of a big word because I think it's what? going to be a suffering. But anyway, well, yeah. we, come on. What do you th- how do you think Inter are going to play? What are your, what are your thoughts? Have they got any chance against City, do you think? Yeah, you always have a chance. Although last night I went back, I couldn't sleep, and I went back to 1992 to all the Champions League finals being played. And I was trying to think when it's been a final with such a clear favorite. Maybe I should have gone back to 2000, Real Madrid-Valencia, or 1997, Juventus-Borussia-Dortmund, to see such a mismatch, really. And Inter are the, at the underdog. But they got a very good physical form. I think they found the right shape in time. They got pretty much everyone fit. And I think the great illusion of Inzaghi is that Lukaku, I think, is going to start. He just kind of po- he polished him. He makes sure he's sharp. But I think this is going to be the stroke and I think of genius. And I think Lukaku is going to start. He's going to be fired up. Inter are going to try to play direct football, to play well with the ball. And obviously, they need to be really good in possession. I am expecting Inter for spells of games of 10 minutes, 15 minutes to be boxed in, but they cannot just resort to that. They need to be courageous. And I think man-to-man in midfield with the man over, five against four, they could give Manchester City a little bit of problem. But really, I think the key is going to be Lukaku and the ability to hold the ball against the aggression of Ruben Diaz. And then if he turns and Lautaro is one-on-one against Akanji, you know, it can happen. 
You never know. Inter have got a punchless chance. Uh, stay across all of Daniele's thoughts when it comes to the Italian football, the comings and goings and all the latest via Daniele's Twitter handle, which is, Daniele? At Difisi. At Difisi, D-F-I-S-I. Follow Daniele on Twitter. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition for the season. Thanks for everybody for tuning in over the course of the last nine months. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. Plenty of summer sports to get involved in from all of the team on the Serie A show, though. It is bye for now. Ciao, speak soon. Fantastic. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. 